I am Emily Lyons. In 2011, without a high school degree and with no money to my name, I decided to start my own business. Since then, I've built several multi-million dollar companies and I don't plan on stopping. Being a businesswoman, CEO, serial entrepreneur, survivor, and general life enthusiast, I'm endlessly jazzed by the business of life, especially the stories of extraordinary people I've had the privilege to meet along my own improbable journey to success. I don't think it's fair to keep that privilege to myself, and I think you deserve to be utterly lifted and shifted by these people too. All inspiring people are inspired people, so get ready to be inspired. Have you ever had a defining moment in your life? For Shanae Moray, it was this. Her young daughter was very sick in hospital. It had been 12 days that she had been there by her daughter's side. It's 10 o'clock p.m. and her phone vibrates. It was a text message from her boss. It said, it's been nearly two weeks. We need you back at work. Isn't there someone else that can stay with your daughter during the day? Her boss knew that there wasn't, but she sent it anyways. That was the moment. Nobody was going to pressure her to leave her sick daughter's side. She didn't return to work. And from that moment on, she took control of her life, not just for her, but also for her daughter. Shanae found her courage that day and also her freedom. She changed her path and pivoted her life and career. She went on to co-found the company MedSnake Media, a successful healthcare company. She is now a healthcare marketing phenomenon, a top LinkedIn creator with over 2.5 million monthly views, a cancer survivor, and a goodwill ambassador. Find your courage and find your freedom. Listen to her story now. So today yeah. I'm joined by Shanae Moray. Welcome, Shanae. Oh, thank you. I'm really, really appreciative of your invite and I'm excited to be here and just answer any questions and provide whatever value I can. Amazing. So for those who aren't familiar with you, tell us about yourself. Almost a year ago, or actually a year ago today, you know, I left kind of like what you would say the corporate or like working for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I co-founded MedSnake Media. So we do healthcare marketing and healthcare billing. We're kind of a one-stop shop for both, and we deal with large private practices, but more now hospitals and long-term care facilities throughout the U.S. Wow, and how's that been going? I love it. It's been going incredibly well, and we've kind of found our niche just because we provide like not just a quality service on both sides, but convenience. Like a lot of healthcare decision makers, there's no other place where they could find both of these services and a team that they could depend on. So it's been going really well. What made you want to become an entrepreneur? So actually, you maybe hear her in the background, but my daughter. (laughs) Yeah, she's supposed to be at school today, but she's not. No, but um, no, it was actually, she became sick. And then I was kind of pressured to be at work in the corporate environment. And I just didn't like having that like inability like limited freedom kind of in choice. So I was like, okay, let me take this risk. I always knew I had a talent for copywriting and I knew that I could somehow leverage that talent to make money and and provide for her. So that was kind of the first step. And I actually replaced my full-time corporate income within one month with full-time freelance copywriting. And then from there, I got on LinkedIn and I met my now business partner and we just kind of formed you know, MedSnake Media and, and the vision has just grown from there. But basically the answer to the question is like, I wanted more freedom. 
-hmm. and the ability to provide for my family without having to sacrifice quality of life or happiness. Mm -hmm. I had read a post you had done, yeah, where I believe your employer expected you to come to work even though your daughter was in the hospital. Yep. That was the moment that I made the decision. She got, she was born premature. Mm-hmm. So she hasn't really been like, it's not severe, but like sh- she's more prone to like, you know, like pneumonia or getting sick oh, wow. than like other babies mm-hmm. would be. So in that time, it was actually just a 14 day stay, but it was pretty severe because she needed a spinal tap and oh they gosh. wouldn't release her. Yeah. They wouldn't release her without being three full days without a fever. So that was like a 14 day thing. And you know, my boss was just like, when are you going to be come to work? Like, can't anybody else watch her during the day? Like pressuring me. I'm her like basically only full-time parent. So there was nobody, you know, if, if they're well, your baby's in the hospital yeah, <laughs> and the baby's in the hospital. So it was just crazy. And it's actually crazy because it was from somebody who doesn't have a child. So but they weren't even willing to empathize with my situation. So that was just like when I, I didn't even return. I was just like, I'm not putting myself in this position mm-hmm. and I'm just going to take the risk. And I did. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's powerful. How is she now? Yeah. Is she healthy now? Oh, she's a hundred percent healthy. She's a, a bit annoying. No, but she is a hundred percent healthy and she's happier, you know, like, she has school. We have a nanny that helps and just, she's able to spend more time with me at the house and, you know, like around my work schedule, I do have to travel sometimes, but like we get to decide when we spend time with her and when we travel and all of that. And it's been really a blessing. So, but she was really the the motivator for all of this, which I'm, I'm very grateful for. Hmm. I love how open you are about sharing your story and, and, yeah, it's, it's just so authentic. And I think that's probably why you've gotten so many followers on LinkedIn. Yeah, people say that they just, I mean, when I first got, I think I published my first video on LinkedIn in November of last year. Oh. And when I first did that, I was just like, I wasn't prepping myself for the camera, you know, like, <laughs> in terms of like, sometimes I, I just looked amazing, because I was going to a meeting or I was going to an event or whatever, but other times I was just in my workout clothes looking like a mess. And I was just, like you said, I I was just authentic and people, it was different than what people were doing. So I guess it caught people's attention and they liked what I was saying in the videos. And it just, my videos got traction from the beginning, like from the first one. Oh, wow. What was your first video about? My first video was simple. It was like, hey, my name's Shanae. This is my first video. And then I told people how to pronounce my name. A lot of people like, I don't know how to pronounce your name. So I said, you know, it's Shanae Marae. And then I just maybe said one more thing about myself and it ended. And it was like the worst sound quality mm-hmm. selfie video. And it just, it did well. People liked it. And then my second video was more about like scars because my like cancer survivor journey, I have like some scars on my body. And somebody had told me to like use scar cream to, you know, like, you know, like cover it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, like, why would I do that? Like, I don't know. So I talked about like embracing your scars instead mm-hmm. of like hiding them or, you know, and that video did really well. And it just evolved from there. What was your cancer journey? So when I was younger, I was diagnosed with cancer in both of my kidneys. And that's like a whole other story, but it really like sowed and like rooted this like compassion in me you know what I mean like growing up 
in and out of the hospital for years. You see people and you see the way they act. And at the end of the day, that's why we're so passionate about healthcare. Because Courtney, my co-founder, has a similar story with her son. It's like these people, they go to work every day and they're just trying to save lives. And it's not just the doctors, it's the nurses and the systems and the education and the owners of the hospitals and just goes a lot further than people realize, you know, from even the supply chain of getting like band-aids in, in the facility, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a whole system, even the cleaning, you have to keep a hospital clean and even janitors are really appreciated in that system. So it's just something that really, I had to grow up quick. You know what I mean? I didn't have a regular childhood and I was aware of suffering very early on. And are you healthy now? Yeah. I'm healthy. I just don't have uh, completely my left kidney, but I am healthy. Oh. It was a miracle that I could have my daughter. You know, she was born eight weeks early because my body couldn't take it. But yeah, she's healthy too. So it's just been a blessing. And that's why I also prioritize health and, and tell entrepreneurs and just business people in general, like if you don't take care of yourself, like you're never going to be able to be successful or have anything you want because everything requires energy. Mm-hmm. So you really prioritize your health? Oh, 100%. 100%. Like from working out to meditation to drinking water, I intermittent fast every day. So I don't eat breakfast or I'll eat like fruit for breakfast, but I don't really eat a meal until like 1 or 2 p.m. Hmm. just because of energy, mm-hmm. you know? So you'll, what generally you'll do like a 15-hour fast? Yeah. So like I'll stop eating at like 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m., depending mm-hmm. on like it also depends on travel, right? So <laughs> like 7.30 and then from 7.30 to like, maybe I'll have like a little fruit around 10, 10 a.m. But I really don't have my first meal till like two. Been able to get into intermittent fasting. <laughs> you know, once it's hard at first, because mm-hmm. like, you know, you're so used to just eating like a lot, but your body gets used to it. And I don't know if you know, but like digestion, is, especially like if you eat in the morning, it takes up so much of your energy. I think it takes up more than like 50 to 75% of like your morning energy wow. just to digest that food. So that's why, especially after eating, people feel like they just want to sleep. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Like your body's taking that energy to digest it. So that makes that sense. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. actually amazing. Like when you like really look at it, you know, who does that? Jesse Itzler. Um, I don't know who that is. He's like a multi, multi-millionaire or even a billionaire. He talks about that and how like he'll only eat fruit and stuff. But I know some people, it works for them. Again, everybody's mm-hmm. body is also different. You know what I mean? But I just, any type of health, whatever works for you, regimen, exercise, I think it's important, especially with the pressures that come with, you know, have, employing other people, dealing with clients, having not dealing, but like flourishing the relationships, building a new relationships, traveling everywhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of energy. You know that. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Like it's nonstop. So uh-huh. you don't take care of yourself, you're going to be screwed. So going into this leadership role as an entrepreneur, was that difficult? Because now all of a sudden you have to be a leader. I know. I had the fortune of entering this game with my co-founder Courtney Herring Mm -hmm. who compliments my weaknesses you know what I mean so perfect it was much easier because of that like if I had entered by myself like there's just some things that I'm not good at and I won't you know what I mean like I think that you should focus on what you really are good at and 
I mean, be aware of what you're not good at and have other people on your team, like be that strength. Mm-hmm. But like, just when it comes to details, like, like, for example, like travel details, I booked a traveling thing once and I didn't even think about like the check-in time, you know, cause I'm just so focused on like the big stuff. I didn't realize that check-in was like five hours after I landed, like little things like that. You know, like I don't, I don't connect those dots and like sending messages and notes to clients on their birthday or just start checking in with employees every single day. Like I'll check in in a text, but Courtney will really have like one hour meetings with them every single day, like in a group meeting. So it was easier because I had a partner from the beginning, you know what I mean? Like a business partner going into this and who just, we got lucky, right? Like mm-hmm. her weaknesses are my strengths and my strengths are her, or my weaknesses are her strengths. So she's more like a detailed devil in the details and I'm more like the big vision. That's the so, best, the best partner. I know, right? <laughs> when you it's, find uh, love. And it was, it just happened naturally. And then I think another thing is because I've actually reads, I've read studies on this is that, you know, sometimes when two young people go into a partnership, it could be like a little bit more difficult. She's like 15 years older than me. And also she's more shy. So she doesn't necessarily, we don't necessarily compete for certain, like, you know, like Mm -hmm. being the face of the brand or, you know, like going to all these things. She doesn't want to be that. She doesn't want to do all these videos and speaking engagements. So that's why it naturally works well because she likes the operations and the it just fits. You know what I mean? If you have two people like that, then who's going to deal with the details and the mm-hmm. behind the scenes operations, your employees are going to feel neglected, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? So what do you think makes a strong leader? I know a lot of people say empathy, but I'm going to go with compassion because empathy is like understanding what somebody's feeling. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. But taking it further is actually doing something about understanding what they're feeling and that's compassion. So I think that a strong leader needs to be compassionate 150%. Mm -hmm. Like you need to understand that not everybody is like you, number one, and that people make mistakes and that people are going to, people are going to, it's human nature for people that are going to betray you. It's just like, you just have to move on from that. You, you can't let things that people do, you can't take it personally to a certain extent. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and appreciation is another big thing. Just appreciating the people that you have around you. And even if that's in their job description, still appreciating that they're doing it, you know. Hmm, that's a good reminder. And they're doing it well. Yeah. We often forget that, I think, because, yeah, it's expected no, of them. In our job district, you mm-hmm. know, you expect it. But, like, I just think it's important. And I have, like, the blessing to be surrounded by a lot of leaders that are, like, way, you know, not ahead of me, but, like, have achieved amazing success. Like, I'm talking about global. Mm-hmm. And when you're just around them, you just see how they give people their time, their attention. And that how they really just like appreciate and praise them even for things that are in their job description because it makes them feel better and want to do better for the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when people feel appreciated, yeah, they're, they're far more likely to be happy in their job and want to go and work the extra mile for you. Yeah, and I think that that also goes for like our personal relationships because 
if we don't, you know, sometimes we could get so wrapped up in the business, but if we don't really appreciate the people that we have in our life on a personal level, then, you know, like your personal life can go to shambles too. So it's just mm-hmm. like, just appreciating, just cultivating that as part of your character and life will be much better. It's totally true. I find it's, it's very difficult to focus on the leadership aspect when you're focusing on so many things as a CEO. You know, I know, pulled in a million different directions, and it's a big thing that I need to work on in 2020 for sure. Is just yeah, being a a better leader, and even with like how you mentioned your past job and your boss, and if she had just had some compassion for you and your situation and what you were going for, you wouldn't have left that job. You would have went back, and you know, she lost an amazing employee. Now, of course, it led you to better things, but right. (laughs) Right. But it's true. Like what is 14 days? You know what I mean? And like, you know, I was already being pressured at seven days. So what is 14 days of supporting an employee? And you don't, you know, it doesn't take much. It it could just be like, Hey, how is the baby doing? Mm -hmm. Not pressuring them, not making them feel like they're going to be fired because they're at the hospital with their child, you know, things like that. It doesn't take much. What is 14 or 30 days for an employee that will give you loyalty and productivity for years. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes what's forgotten is, you know, at the end of the day, somebody's baby, their child is far more important than a job. (laughs) So telling them like, when are you coming back to work? It's like, it's just so ridiculous that you're not, you know, understanding where they're coming from and seeing it. I know, but it's so, and you know what? Some of my posts that go viral, quote unquote, on LinkedIn, like I'm not happy that they go viral because it's sad that so many people can resonate with that story. Mm-hmm. Like I wish people would be like, Oh my God, that never happened. But if you read the comments, like there are people where that are like, Oh, my husband was having brain cancer surgery and I was asked to go interview my replacement. Wow. Like it's like a norm. Like if you go through that post, there's at least 50 comments of like just terrible situations. A woman's like newborn was having surgery and the lady was like, oh, well, if you don't come back, you're going to lose your job. Like, that's ridiculous. The employers- It's become need- so business-like. Yeah, we've taken the the human aspect out of it, which is such it's an crazy. important part of, of all of it is remembering that, you know, they are all human and they all have their own lives that far go ahead of their profession mm-hmm. and they are helping you build your dreams. So there's such an important aspect of it. Yeah. And you're like, that will extend to reputation. So like that person will never forget what you did. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the people, like if they're not evolved, they're just going to bad talk your company forever. You know what I mean? And that like trip, like ripples down. But if you were to support somebody again, what's 15 to 30 days, even if you lose somebody, uh, companies are only giving them like three days off if they lose a child. Like that's wow. insane. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the average in the U.S. is three days off for a spouse or a child. Wow, of bereavement, and experts say that people need at least twenty days. So yes, what if they come in on the fourth day? Do you really think that they're doing productive work? Mm-hmm. Like they're they're not they're not even there. There's no way you can expect somebody to even cope with that type of loss in three days. That's wild. I can't That's imagine. That's insane. I mean, I lost my sister in in 2011, and it took me months to get over it. Like I can't Sorry even, to hear that because I have a little sister. 
Oh, yeah. It was devastating. And I can't even imagine my parents having to work (laughs) after the fact. Like, losing a child is just so foreign and something that should never happen for anyone. And to expect them to come back to work in three days' time is insane. The system needs to make some serious changes. 100%. Like, it's just, I mean, it's crazy. Like, what? And again, like, I just think, I think Facebook and Microsoft actually were some of the first companies, if I read the article right, to take on 20 days bereavement. Oh, for, wow. Um, Good yeah, for them. For, yeah, for a child. And then, like, they took on longer time for, like, you know, if it's a grandfather or, you know, like, a little <laughs> bit more extended family. But, like, yeah, we just have to support the people that are supporting us for, like, 300 and something days a year. Like, they're mm-hmm. supporting what is supporting your family, your dreams, they're part of that like machine. And like Courtney, again, like devil in the details, right? There's um, a person on our team that lost her mother and she even knows like the anniversary date of that loss so that she never has to come into work. Wow. And that she sends her a note. Yeah, like little, little, little details like that. That's what makes mm-hmm. the difference. And like, what is one day? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you can't give somebody one day to just, chill out i mean that is the anniversary of their mother's loss you know and it's soon it's like happened last year you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's like we it's, it's that old rule you know where we don't bring our personal life into our business but it's just not reality like you just no. you can't you can't just say okay check your emotions at the door and then get to work oh my gosh here's my german shepherd oh my god so cute he is an 80 pound or 85 pound puppy. He is huge, <laughs> like just insanely huge. And he's getting like just bigger because even in Florida now it's cold. So he's getting like a thicker coat and it's just insane. <laughs> huge. Like he's a monster. I'm just like, and he's like seven months. Wow. Yeah. I have three dogs and they're all tiny, four pounds, Aww. five pounds and 12 pounds. Oh, that's cute. I love dogs. Me too. I'm obsessed. <laughs> obsessed. I can't even I've been obsessed my whole life. It's um, awesome. I find that they're like, they're, they, they make everything better. Like I bring them to the office and everybody's happy. Oh, like, that's so awesome. If a client comes in, they're like, oh my God, a dog. <laughs> yeah. And they just like from the, the stress of the day and stuff, just to take a break. Oh, yeah. Dogs, and but. they're always ready to like love. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I mean? There's a saying like we could all learn something from our best friend and it's a dog like a dog is always happy to see you you mm-hmm. know what i mean a dog doesn't judge people a dog is just there to support mm-hmm. and just be there well, and my youngest dog rocky he's uh 2 years old <laughs> he has the funniest personality ever he just loves me but he feels the need to always protect me and he's 4 pounds but like oh my gosh when I take a shower, every time I shower, he jumps into the shower and just oh stands there and gets soaking wet watching me with his tail down and his ears down like he's not happy. And if I lift him out, he jumps back in. It's like he thinks oh I'm going to drown something. And like same when I take a bath, he stands on the ledge and just watches me. <laughs> How do you find balancing being a mom and being an entrepreneur? It's difficult, you know, like, and you get judged for it, honestly. Like, even my family, if I go, you know, I have to go to New York City for three days right after her birthday, you know. But, like, I just, the best thing that I could say is 
when I'm with her, like, you know, like, obviously not right now, but like when I, I plan time with her, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like uninterrupted time with her. So whether it's an hour at the park, like I make sure it's uninterrupted. An hour just laying down watching a movie with her. Like I make sure that I give her that quality time. And mm-hmm. So the time the you time, do have together is, is, is valuable. Yeah, and it's, it's exactly instead of it just and, being time. And for like her to, she's not even three yet, but for her to kind of understand like where I go when I'm not with her, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? She's actually been to some of my speaking events where I'll show her pictures. And like, I went to LinkedIn Global and I was in a gown and it was so cute. And she goes, mommy, princess. Aww. I was in like a gold, you know, like gown dress. And it's just cute. Like I try to show her pictures and videos or have her be there mm-hmm. if they're local, just so she kind of like understands what's going on a little bit. Where, yeah, where mommy goes and yeah, ultimately doing it for her. And the Exactly. But yeah, I think, I mean, I only have one, so (laughs) I don't want to be like, yeah, it's a piece of cake, but it is difficult at times, but thank God, like, I have, you know, like, her grandparents love to help out and, (laughs) you know, things like that with, like, watching her if I do have an event to go to for a couple days and stuff like that, but. Would you want her to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, she wanted to be. I (laughs) think that, I think that that would be great. I think she's going to be like. She loves art and I don't, maybe dance. She loves ballet and all that <laughs> stuff. But I would just want her to be successful in whatever it is that she wants to do, you know? <laughs> and then people ask me, do you think anybody can be an entrepreneur? And I don't think, I don't think so at all. I think that some people thrive when they're given a framework of discipline. And that's okay. It's okay to work for a corporate company and it's okay to thrive in that environment. I think other people thrive in this environment and the pressures are completely different. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that anyone can just handle this type of pressure. It's mm-hmm. not, I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree. I agree. It's a very yeah, unique job. Like I know my, yeah. my mother would never want to be or could be an entrepreneur. Oh, 100%. My mom doesn't, un- like my mom does not understand. And it's crazy that you say that about your mom because even through one of our clients, you know, I was like, you could have one of our clients was offering a position very similar to the job that she has now. Mm-hmm. And we're really close to that client, but she could just do it from her house. And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, you don't have to go to work. Like you could just do it from your house. Mm-hmm. And it's like not the type to micromanage. Like this client's amazing. It was the same amount of money. And she just like could not, she's like, but I don't want to be at the house. Like, you know, and I was like, yes. okay, well, rent an office. You know, like, this is mm-hmm. more freedom. This is, this is good. And she didn't take it. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, but to me, that's insane. But some people don't want that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah, my mom was a nurse for like 40 years or something. But oh, wow. To her, it's like, yeah, why do you work so hard? Why, yes, why do exactly. you do this? Why do you do that? Like, why, why are you working right now? Why don't you, why don't you take it off? It's like, cause I love it. I thrive. And like, she just, yeah, I can't fathom the stress and stuff like that and why you would put yourself through it. But you know. yeah, my mom's kind of the same. And, you know, especially with Liv, she'd be like, Oh, I don't understand why you have to go to all these events. And it's like, well, it's like building a brand. Like I choose my battles. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you just, it's also like they were, born in like a different you know kind of culture and mentality too mm-hmm. I don't know again it's not for everybody but I think that 
if you are self-disciplined, like if you're a self-starter, if you're willing to work like a crazy monster, at least nonstop for five years to build something of value Mm -hmm. to have more freedom then yeah, then you have what it takes, but it's all about action and meeting more people getting out of your comfort zone, flying around, meeting more people. It's all about like the long term. It's not what like the harvest you reap today. It's just the seeds that you're sowing today. Mm-hmm. You know, people think too short term. Oh, yes. Okay. So there's a, there's a great quote that I really like. And it's entrepreneurship is living a few years of your life like most people won't. So you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. hundred percent. And that's exactly it. And, you know, we have these visions and these ideas and, and it's true. I mean, I'm 10 years in and I have the freedom to live a life that most people don't have. The The, the best part about it is the freedom that it's given. And it's just, I mean, it's true. Just like on a regular Monday, we could fly wherever we want to go. Like (laughs) if we feel like it, or we could just stay in the house all day, or we could go to the office. Like, it doesn't matter. Like we just have that freedom and some people, they just don't understand that or they think they want that, but they really don't want it because they don't want to work for to it. There, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, even though we have that freedom, we don't have to take it because we do want to work. hundred percent. Listen, even after like we start a new deal and it's like amazing. Like mm-hmm. I keep, it's just my, my nature. And I think that you could resonate with this. Like the celebration is short and I'm just, you know, like yes, I want right to back in there. something new. Like I want to find a new relationship and build that. And just, it's just, I love the creation of it too. Like mm-hmm. I love that. Me too. Um, we're like building something from nothing. I love helping other, like, especially with LinkedIn, we've positioned a lot of thought leaders on LinkedIn, like, you know, helping them grow. And it's just amazing to see what can happen in a few months, like with the strategies that mm-hmm. we have and, just the hard work and the consistency, yeah. how it compounds and how it leads to referrals. Cultivating leadership. Yeah. Online. You've, you've mastered that for sure. And for me, it's just the beginning. Like we're just literally, it was 12 months, I think this month. And it's just started just, with you just putting stuff out there. It just started with me just putting stuff out there on LinkedIn. But I wasn't just putting stuff out there because a lot of people were putting stuff out there at the Mm -hmm. same time. Mm -hmm. I was actually, instead of using the money that I was making to go buy shit that I don't need, Mm -hmm. I was using it for flights to go meet people, you know? I was using, you know what I mean? I was Mm -hmm. just getting, I was actually building relationships in person from the people Mm -hmm. that I was meeting online. And that was, that I think is the main difference because a lot of people would just stay behind the camera, stay in their house or their office, but they weren't really taking that action offline. Mm-hmm. They were keeping the money that they were making and I was spending it to go build new relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't taking a vacation. I was buying six flights so I could go meet people. And then that turned into more business. How did you convert a lot of the followers that were engaging with you into clients? Honestly, it was just inbound interest. Mm-hmm. So. I like, they would, they would be like, Hey, how can you help? In the beginning, of course it was like trial and like, you're like learning what, what you really want to focus on. But a lot of it was just inbound interest and getting the chance to work with somebody delivering, delivering fast and then learning what we wanted to do from there. You know, Mm -hmm. but like 99% of the people we work with come from either inbound interest on LinkedIn 
or referrals from clients that we have delivered positive results for. Hmm. So, wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, we weren't DMing people to do business with them. Like, that's why I got like so motivated to continue to create content because it really started working and generating like people that we could work with and generating money and opportunity. And of course, now, like, you look back a year and you're like, oh my God, that was so tiny, but we needed to do it. It was like, that's how life works. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You get these tiny opportunities. And when you deliver, you get bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger ones. All compounds. And then and one day you compounds. wake up and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some days I'm like, holy shit. I can't believe we've even gone this far, you know? Mm-hmm. And half of me feels that way. And half of me is like, it's just the beginning. <laughs> I think we all feel that way, <laughs> you know? I know, I right? feel like, like I'm just getting started. I have so much to do. I know. It's, but that just proves that like you love what you do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's something that I think that really differentiates us. A lot of people that I meet, they get into like media or websites or whatever, and they do it because they know they can make money, but they don't actually love it. So they don't last. You know what I mean? They don't love the creation. They don't love meeting people. They, you know, doing the work is just a part of the whole process. So they don't love delegation. They don't, you know what I mean? So a lot of it comes down to other things and we just love it and people sense that. And then we just get more referrals. Mm -hmm. They sense the authenticity for sure. So now where can people find more about you? Um, LinkedIn and uh, Instagram. But Instagram, I'm like less on there, but mainly on LinkedIn or our website, mesmakemedia.com. And, but mainly it's honestly LinkedIn. We did just hire somebody to like do our YouTube and everything, but that'll be in January. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much <laughs> yeah. for chatting with me. You have some great tips. And, yeah, I love your story. Thanks, Emily. Sorry this was uh, slightly chaotic as usual. But <laughs> no problem. <laughs>